How's about we write some more stories? How's about we tell some more tales? Gather round the fire, maybe read for just a while, and we'll listen to the stories unveiled. Oh, we'll see if we succeeded writing stories no one needed from suggestions that you shared. Hello, and welcome back from the road. My name is Colby McHugh, and this is the S'more Stories podcast, and I hope you really enjoyed our uh, last episode, uh, S'more Stories from the Road. It's like we're Jack Kerouac or something, you know? I don't actually like his his stuff, so I, that's, a, that's a bad reference, but uh, it was really fun uh, getting to do a little bit of writing on the road, a little bit of flash, flash fiction, um, and this is, of course, our part two of our uh, road trip series. Uh, and just like last episode, I am joined by your friend and, of course, former S'more Stories alumni, Seth McKay. Hello. Hey, Seth. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, there's no margaritas for this one. This is we're, we're recording in the early afternoon. No. Not that there's nothing wrong there, with there could be a good one. We should have thought ahead. We should have made some more margaritas. That would have been a nice like pull through, you know? It is nice and hot outside, but I'll forgive you yeah. for not thinking about it as our resident uh, bartender yeah. for the S'more, Fair for the S'more Stories podcast. Um, but for this episode, we are, of course, back uh, at home. We have recovered, for the most part, I think, from our, our convention weekend, but we wanted to come back and record a little episode kind of recapping our experience uh, with the convention, because I think it's safe to say we had a great time. We've missed this place. And especially for you, I think it's it's important that you were able to come back to our yeah. our our safe haven of people of weirdos, yes, of heroes, yes, our safe haven of heroes <laughs> at Heroes Con, at Heroes Con, yes, in Charlotte. Um, yeah, I I think we touched on this on the road. I don't know; it's been like a week, but uh, yes, we were talking about the previous on the road episode that I uh, in recording this episode right now. I have not edited yet, but right. you, the listener. Have already heard it, <laughs> so we'll see. I don't remember if we did talk about it, but yeah. please continue either way. Um, I, it, I think we did talk about it. The question is, will it have made it into the episode? Only time um, will tell. Yeah. Only God knows. I think you have about three hours to to, to edit down. <laughs> exactly. So. But yes, I was not able to make it last year due to a back injury um, that I have recovered somewhat from, um, which will you know play play a part in our recap here but mm. um before that obviously covid so it has been four years since uh being at heroes um and prior to that we'd gone five or six years i think so um, i think yeah i think 2015 or 2016 was our first time yeah um and i don't I, it's funny i don't really even remember how we found out about it do you remember about the convention in general that is probably a comic podcast would that be my probably guess. True, Sean yeah. Crystal or something like that because I know they were big. A lot of when I was very, very heavily invested and in just kind of soaking myself in, in the world of comics, it, it was uh, often brought up as the kind of the comics show, the pure sort of focused on comics show. And, and when we say that, we we mean like 
there's no movies, there's no video yeah. games, there's no TV shows, there's no actors. There's We're no- not talking stand-up comedians here. No. <laughs> We're talking sequential art, uh, graphic novels, all kinds of... Like, it, it is incredibly focused on comics, which I yeah. think is what, what we love and what drew us there in the first place. Because obviously here in Atlanta, we have Dragon Con, which a lot of people love. People come from all over the country, all over the world to participate in Dragon Con. It's huge. It kind of takes over the city for that weekend. But for me and, and Seth, I think, as people who, who really do love just comics, Dragon Con isn't really for us. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of for people who want everything a little bit of everything is taste of everything is there um and so for heroes con which i think i think you're right i think we did probably find out about it through through a comics related podcast that we were consuming at the time because we had kind of rediscovered comics as adults kind of post-college and we're really trying to consume as much of it as possible like we we were both back to buying single issues which felt really cool and kind of keeping up with the modern day stuff and so hearing about heroes the way we did we were like oh this sounds awesome and i i do remember one of the deciding factors that was like we have to go do this it was cheap (laughs) like a ticket was very very cheap yeah and so whenever the first year was maybe 2015 or 2016 we just went up for a day right we just drove up to charlotte uh for drove up one after work one day slept uh, just on the couch of a friend's house went to the show and drove back after the show that's crazy. So uh, we were just there for one for 24 yeah, hours, basically yeah, 24 hours. And I truly don't remember anything about that show except for we must have had a great time. Yeah, <laughs> because we were immediately like we have to go back yep. and we have to go back for the whole weekend. One day was not enough. No, no. I don't remember a single thing that I bought. I don't remember if we talked to anybody. I was probably like terrified to actually speak to anybody. Oh. Hello. <laughs> my that's where my greeting started, I'm sure. It's your iconic. Yeah. You're known for this sort of greeting now. Yeah. Um, I imagine it was due to some artists or writers that we, you know, saw were gonna be there at the show and we were like, Oh, we gotta go, you know, meet these people. I actually think uh I do actually remember I think Jonathan Hickman was gonna be there. Yeah. He was at a yep. couple of those early ones, and that was a writer that I think at that point I was just like fascinated with. Yeah. He he had just started East of West. He had done a couple other uh, huge books for Image and for uh, some other publishers as well. Might have been doing Marvel stuff at the time as well. Right. And um, I think he was kind of the guy that I was like, I have to like say, uh, talk to him, which yeah. I don't remember saying anything to him. I think I might have gotten a comic signed by him, which I'm not a really big getting things signed person. But at that time, I was just like, I don't know how else to talk to somebody or right. have an excuse to talk yeah. to somebody. This so, is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Yes. Yeah. And it felt weird. It yeah. still kind of feels weird sometimes <laughs> yeah. doing it. So I don't do it that often. But I do think the the prospect of talking to a, to a writer and a creator like Jonathan Hickman at the time was really cool. And this was way before I was at all interested in doing anything on my own. This was just from the pure love of the comics medium, which is like, I just love comics at this yeah. point. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, that second year... Uh, we decided we had to go for the whole weekend. Uh, I think we crashed on uh, at the same friend's yep. house. Shout out to Alex Allison for being such a gracious host. Thank you so much. I know him <laughs> and his wife were out of town the weekend we crashed there. We so. took good, good. We took yeah. great care of your house. I yeah. promise. It was perfect, pristine. Yes. And since then, we've been kind of staying more downtown. Oh, oh. I apologize. After this, you apologize. Weekend. You yeah. apologize to. I'm so sorry. Our AK. alumni, Allison uh, Kendrick, yeah. who is from uptown. Charlotte. Yes, there is. Yeah. There is no downtown. Is no we downtown. learned yes. this week. 
thank you for the knowledge drop. Yes. Uh, AK. Yes. So we'd been staying closer to uptown where we could potentially walk or, you know, have a nice quick uh, commute. Which so. which we did. And I think the, those maybe third or fourth years, we stayed somewhere close to the convention center, Airbnb. Um, and a few of those years, we just kind of walked back and forth, which mm-hmm. is crazy to think about now, not only because of your back issues, but also yeah. just how heavy the books get yeah. <laughs> just in general. Like just we 40 were, pounds. We of were books walking like back. a full mile with like an army pack of books <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on our backs, just sweating our asses off. Through yeah. the summer, middle like, of June, just, yeah, it's we were so dumb, but we also didn't know any better at the time, and and this yeah. was we were having a great it time great. either way. Like we had such a yeah. blast, great experience each time, and I think we also started to get more comfortable, like talking to people, and started to realize more and more that artists are just normal weirdos, yep. like us, who they're just as uncomfortable talking to us <laughs> as we are to them, exactly. And so I think once in we, most cases, most of the time, yes. Uh, and I think once we realized that, it was like, oh, we can just kind of like talk to people and not treat them like you know, yeah, high up artists. Like they're just normal human beings right. who are isolated most of the time doing their work. Yeah. And so I think that that kind of opened up a level of like comfortability with people, and we're always nice. I think I, I would argue we are the nicest people of anybody at the conventions. Ooh. We're 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 great guests. Wow. I'll take it. I'm just gonna throw that to heroes if they wanna <laughs> wanna throw me a spot. Maybe I'll host a panel or something next year. That would be very, very cool. I'm just gonna throw that out there. You would love to host a panel. I would love that. I think it'd be super fun. Yeah. Panels are an interesting part about conventions that uh we always try to participate in at least a couple of them. Not participate, attend. Yeah. Uh I, like I said, I'll participate in one. Right. But uh We've seen a lot of cool panels throughout the years. Uh, we've seen some on colorists where they highlight people like uh, Matt Wilson, Rico Renzi, Jordi Belair, like people who... Laura Martin. Laura Martin. Yeah, there's tons of great colorists. And uh, two episodes ago now, when I interviewed uh, Chris Pierce from the from the really great Comic Tropes uh, YouTube channel, we had a great conversation about colorists as well, where it brings such an interesting layer to a comic book that they're often forgotten about, these individual yeah. artists that add a completely unique layer of color to to existing pencils and inks and all that um i don't think we would have necessarily had an appreciation for colorists if we hadn't attended a couple panels for sure that really spoke about it and we heard from their perspective and i know for me yeah it was like oh this is amazing like and you start to see different styles of colors as well like it it's wild i know a lot of artists people you are an artist as well like you took ap (laughs) art in high school (laughs) okay so it's like you know people who have learned about color theory but for me, I'm just fascinated by it without knowing anything. <laughs> I just think yeah. it's cool. Yeah. And and kind of the applications of it, you know, in this medium. I think it's just awesome. Yeah. What are any other cool panels that we've seen in the past? Um, I'm sure there are. I know we saw one about horror creators, like yes. writers and artists. Yep. That was really cool one. Francavilla was in there. Yeah, right? Francesco Francavilla, uh, incredible artist. But I think in the in more recent years, we've we always try to catch one panel or two yeah. a year that looks specifically interesting to things that we are interested in. Yeah. Um, most of the time, though, we kind of want to spend our our days on the floor yeah. of the convention center. Right. Um, and at this point, after having however many years we've been, we've got a little bit of a formula, right? Yeah. Like something that works for us that we've done year after year that continues to to bring uh great fun and great joy for us each year and success i would say yes yeah for sure success to the show 
So why don't you kind of explain our, our day one or format? Yes. Okay. So I think it's I think it's interesting. And if somebody you know maybe hasn't been to a convention, I think this is a, a decent way to to go about your your time if you're yeah. going to be there the whole weekend. You know, I think it's a, a, a way to maximize your time. Yeah. So I guess for anyone who hasn't been to a con or or knows their structure, right? You've typically got a Friday, full day Friday, full day Saturday, full day or half day Sunday. Um, is, is how a lot of them go. So, um, you know, when we show up to the show on Friday, you know, you walk into this massive chamber, this massive convention center, <laughs> huge, uh, hall. Mm-hmm. That's the word I was looking for. I like chamber though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Atrium. Yeah. <laughs> chamber A. <laughs> so massive, massive convention center hall, uh, you know, kind of right in front of you, you've got just... I don't. I don't know how wide this thing is. We're bad with space. A couple football fields, at least. At least. At least yeah. a few football fields of just concrete flooring. Yeah, and kind of the first layer of it, if you look out to your left and right, is kind of all these vendors um, that are uh, ranging from you know larger companies to uh, handcrafted dice or um, local comic of, shops. Yeah. Or not even local comic shops, like traveling yeah. with their books from Some other from states. Ohio and Maryland and kind of all over. Uh, and so then then kind of the secondary half of this hall is what's called Artist Alley. So kind of the same amount of space, uh, just dedicated to different creators, um, whether they're artists or writers or uh, kind of just people working on stuff. Colorists. Uh, colorists, ranging from, you know the big names mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, just local folks or indie artists. There's, there's at hero specifically, there's, there's a dedicated section called indie Island, uh, which is very cool. Um, you know, zines, the people, you know, publishers who make zines kind of, uh, all of this stuff you booth the last year, I believe we mentioned that true. Yeah. I, I shared a table with, uh, Hudson Phillips last year, uh, which was an yep. incredible experience. Uh, really cool being on, the other side of the table for once and and obviously we didn't like sell a bunch of stuff and that's okay like it was just fun to make con contacts and connections yeah. with people and like really kind of get to talk about creativity and and feel it from that other side and uh right. I, it's something i would love to do uh, again for sure uh and now that i've actually got a book out like a physical book uh we're hoping to get a zine out as well this year at some point um, and then, yeah, I would love to table again. Uh, we do also need to give a shout out to another S'more Stories alumni. Yep. Mr. Roe Lamb was tabling at uh, at Heroes this year. And so we got to chat with him for a little bit. He was selling his book, <clears throat> uh, Scarlet Ranger, uh, number one. He is uh, finishing up uh, issue two right now, um, which is awesome. Go check out yeah. Scarlet Ranger. It's really cool. Beautiful he's, book. He's got really just great ideas. We love Roe. Go listen to his episode as well. He's, he's such a good writer. Um, but it's, that's the, the small stories effect. It's, it's a small world sometimes, yeah. you know, uh, and especially heroes, heroes is a small world. Um, we always kind of see people that we know, yeah, like roaming around, whether they're from, you know, your favorite comic shop around or, yep. you know, somewhere in Atlanta as well. Jamie over at infinite realities yeah. was there. Um, anyways, I'm going to circle back to answer your question because yes. I did never actually answer it, uh, kind of laid the groundwork, right? So Day one, Friday, we roam into this massive hall, mm-hmm. and we kind of just uh, stick to that first layer. 
of, of vendors and whatnot, uh, a handful of vendors to be specific, um, and, and one that we always go to first, Gym City, Gym City Comics. Yes. I learned this year. We did not know. For the first time, we did learn yeah. some names of shops this yes. time, which felt, felt better. <laughs> this is one of the few booths that has shelves. Uh, most have just have comic boxes laid out on tables. So we always refer to it as the shelf. <laughs> the shelf place, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or uh, the same gentleman who ran it always had a bright lime green fanny pack. So we also called it the fanny pack guy. He is he is upgraded this year from from a fanny pack to uh, I guess like a just a I don't really know what he was just using a pack. this year. Just a, yeah, just a regular old pack. Yeah, which is yeah. a bummer. But we was a bummer. do love this guy. We love Gem City Comics. Uh, they were from Baltimore, right? Maybe. Uh, I think somewhere around there. Maybe Mar- just Maryland in general. But like Seth said, yeah. they have they have shelves, so it's very easy to pick out. Okay. And the thing that we really try to stick to with these vendors on this first day on Fridays is a lot of them, or at least a few of them specifically, have boxes and boxes and boxes or shelves and shelves and shelves in, in this case mm-hmm. of uh, graphic novels or trade paperbacks, which, you know, in, in comics terms are collected editions of comics so you know generally they contain anywhere from four to six somewhere somewhere smaller somewhere smaller somewhere bigger uh issues of a comic into one volume and so at many of these vendors they have those collected editions for five dollars yeah which typically you're looking i think the average now is around 15 to 17 dollars uh you know on as as like a retail price so Mm uh day one is dedicated to uh what is that called like hunting scrounging <laughs> scrounging i think for, that's a better term yeah. for what we do <laughs> for uh really i think i go into it more so i think than you do with with a few things in mind of like okay i am specifically looking for this um but it's also a lot of just seeing what looks cool what mm-hmm. looks kind of wild or or kind of down uh up our alley yes oh, oh should we flip it like uptown downtown down our alley? Yeah, this is down our yeah. alley. <laughs> that sounds gross, but I'm in. Does, yeah. I'm in. Um, and uh, I don't know how deep we want to get into this, but but maybe we just talk about the result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of, of day one. Yeah. So so I think we got back to the Airbnb after scrounging, as you said, um, for a solid like four hours or yep, so. Yep. Um, and uh, I think I ended up with. 32 books i think so I think it was 32 yeah and you had 39 if i remember correctly i do believe so and and that is an absurd amount for both of us yeah admittedly but when you look at it from the perspective of we have budgeted for this i don't have a lot of money but i brought cash for this nope. exact purpose and was planning to spend that cash and so for this in in terms of maximizing your reading ability it's incredible it's an incredible deal like i would say yeah we we each got 30 plus books yeah but that first day how much money did we spend maybe 150 bucks like at most which is insane and so like those big stacks that we got are a steal essentially and what's great when you're when you have that kind of freedom when you're looking through books like that you have the ability to just be like this looks cool. I want to check this out because $5 is not that big of an investment into a story that you could really love. And if it's not that great, that's okay too. Because then you can just donate it to a book, give it to a friend, sell it to a bookstore. Like 
there are options and and that five dollar barrier is less scary than yeah. 15 to 17 dollars you know yep. um and so yeah after that first day i think we were kind of set already like this was like oh my god this is amazing yeah. i think uh, we were close to sort of our mat our record yeah from pre- prior years on day one um because there's always subsequent rounds right mm-hmm. we we kind of have this structure of of looking for books because you know they're people are going to buy these things so we 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 want to get in there and and find the best stuff i guess early the, on and the best hidden, the hidden gems as well yeah. in gem city in gem city wow. especially yeah i will circle back i did forget one part of this year mm-hmm. uh we did go to a single panel this year yes we did it was on friday mm-hmm. um and it was uh a, an art dealer by the name of felix felix comic art uh kind of uh, basically, I don't know, an agent, agent handler for all these comic artists, uh, kind of something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's different than in like the film and TV world, but something yeah. along those lines basically works with them to sell their art, mm-hmm. do commissions, that kind of stuff. So, uh, he hosted a panel with, with four of the, uh, artists under his, his organization. Career. Yeah. This was a great panel to attend. Yeah. If we went, we went to a single one all weekend. This was a great one for this it. The one. Um, we, and, and in previous episode with Chris, of course, from, from comic tropes, he mentioned, uh, we mentioned a couple of artists which happened to be in this panel, Tradmore, of course, uh, incredibly talented artist and now writer as well. Um, and Daniel Warren Johnson, uh, same, same deal, incredible artist now, and also really, really talented writer as well. Um, they were both part of that panel as well as, uh, Andrew McLean and Samford Green, uh, making up just four of the best artists in the industry yeah. <laughs> currently. Yeah. And I think, so Andrew McLean's been writing and drawing his own stuff for years. Forever, yeah. Uh, Sanford, I think it typically just does the art side, but mm-hmm. he he mentioned that he has a book coming up that he is writing and drawing as well. So I think that was kind of the focus of the panel was these, yeah. these uh, artists who are also writing their own books. I don't which, know. What, which as a writer is terrifying, but I'm so happy for them either way yeah. <laughs> because Super it's like, cool I want them to be able to tell the stories that they want to tell. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's, it's, it's amazing to, to get to see their art. If you have, if you, I'm going to go ahead and say this for anybody listening, any artists that we mentioned that we're trying to highlight, I'm going to put a link to their stuff, either their Instagram, their website, whatever it is on the show notes. So when we yeah. mention a Tradmore or a Daniel Warren Johnson or an Andrew McLean, like go check them out, check the show notes. Yeah. They've got incredible stuff. The goal of this of this recap episode is just to highlight how much we love this convention, some of the artists that we love, and really just comics in general. So I want to give you the the freedom and access to find that stuff easily. So uh, check that show notes if you yeah. are curious about what we're talking about. I was going to say, we love all these people so much. I feel like it'll probably get overwhelming pretty quickly because we're going to be like, oh, and this person, this person, this person. Listen, it's amazing. It's it's there. It's all there. So go check it. Sweet. Do we want to move on to Saturday? Yeah. Or do we want to do we want to dive deeper into like the panel and stuff? I think I think the panel was good. It was just it's it's refreshing to hear people talk about creativity and talk about their work. I love, I asked a question. I love asking questions, especially now that I have a podcast where I ask questions of people. So, uh, you know, uh, a big goal would be to like, you know, interview one of those people, get them on the podcast or, or like I did jokingly mention earlier, uh, host a panel at at heroes. That would be like the coolest opportunity. And I think I'd be good at it. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I think one cool note to mention about the panel also was it was an hour long panel 
And so what they did was uh, they did a jam piece, which basically they each set, they set a timer. They each had 15 minutes and each artist um, drew a, an X-Men character of their choice uh, <laughs> in that 15 minutes. And they kind of passed it down the line. Uh, turned out kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would you say should post the link to that. I should. Uh, I might just include it in the, in the actual Instagram post when I post this episode because yes. it, it's need, it needs to be seen. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> a jam piece is a cool way to describe a piece of art of just like four different artists creating something together. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. So now I'm going to, I'm going to take this one and then I'll pass it off to you because so Saturday rolls around, I wake up and my back is screaming at me loudly, very loudly. Uh, literally. I think, I think you probably heard it. I thought, I just thought that was you. No, no, no. That was my Uh... back. (laughs) Seth didn't actually make these noises, Uh, but metaphorically. (laughs) Yeah. It was not a great morning or, overall a great day i think just just uh having not sort of uh, put myself through that sort of extensive kind of day i don't know that's well, not the best way to describe I mean, it to to be Wrong. fair like it's we're walking around it's hard yeah. concrete hard that concrete we're walking floors. on carrying books i did yeah. lend you my rolling uh luggage yep, case to store books in amazingly helpful just to save your back that yes. that much but even then like lugging around books even if yeah. it's not on your shoulders is and, gonna be tough yeah either way and especially if you haven't been doing that for right. you know a couple of years yeah so it, it, it is totally understandable that your back would be yeah. yelling at you and, and annoyed right. with you yeah yeah, herniated disc, still still healing herniated disc uh, was not happy. So um, I ended up bowing out for most of the day. I did I did eventually kind of uh, work up to to meeting you uh, uh, near the convention center for mm-hmm. for some delicious lunch. Very good. Um, and kind of strolled around, uh, gave myself about an hour. I didn't want to push it too hard yeah. because I knew we'd have Sunday, uh, and I was hoping to to have kind of bounced back enough to to spend some time down there. So I guess with that in mind, I would love to hear about your day Saturday and maybe I guess, uh, tell everyone what, what our normal routine is on Saturday first and and kind of how, I guess how it was probably different this year. Totally. Yeah. 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 So, so like Seth said, Friday, we are running through the vendors scrounging for, for cool books, for books that we think are, are interesting. Um, and then Saturday, we flip to the other side, the other half of the convention center, which is Artist Alley that he mentioned, uh, where it's all tables of uh, individual artists with their books out on the tables. Some of them are, are bigger names. Some of them are just are really uh, small independent creators as well. It's a it's a complete mix of everybody, and I love that. Um, and so on Saturdays, normally we kind of stick to that portion of the of the convention center, kind of making our way from table to table. If maybe there's a, a an artist that we're interested in already that we want to purchase a book from directly, or we some we see something on a table that catches our eye, go have a little conversation with them, maybe buy a, a book from from somebody, buy a sticker. It's it's great. I love Saturday because you get to actually talk to people while scrounging on Friday is is great, and I love that, and I get to love getting to find weird books. Um, it is nice talking to people, and especially when those people, for the most part, are like incredibly kind and really nice and happy that you're there to talk to them. And so for this uh, for this Saturday for Heroes, like Seth said, his back was mad at him, so uh, I spent most of the day kind of roaming around myself, 
kind of scared to talk to a few people, but mostly just like enjoying my time walking through the alley and I had some really incredible interactions, surprising interactions that kind of popped up out of nowhere. One of which uh, I think I have to say because it's so cool. Um, so I was yeah. walking around, found this table uh, that just looked cool. I had a bunch of colorful books on it uh, and I'm a mark for that. <laughs> I just, if, if you got bright colors that looks fun, like I'm going to come check it out for sure. And uh, wound up talking to the to the person behind uh, the table. Uh, their name was Akira. Uh, we got to speaking. Uh, I asked I asked them where they were from. Uh, Akira said, "Georgia. I'm from Georgia." And I was like, "No way. I'm from Atlanta. Like, wh- where? What? What part of Atlanta are you from?" So we talked about that. We're from. We live in kind of the same area. Akira went to uh, the Savannah College of Art and Design in Atlanta, which is where I worked for three years recently. And so we had that in common. And then Akira was like, "Have you ever heard of Criminal Records?" in Atlanta. I'm just like, oh my God, of course. It's, it's, I mean, if you're an Atlanta native, you know, criminal records. If you're not an Atlanta native, it's, I mean, I would say it's the best record shop in the, in the city. It also is an incredible comics shop as well. Uh, which, uh, incredibly enough, Akira was like, oh, I run the comics section of criminal records. And I said, you're, you're fucking joking. <laughs> like, this is like, this is crazy. You said uh, that to them? Yes. <laughs> I like, I, I am, I'm quoting myself in that moment because I was blown away because the week before I had just taken a little field trip to criminal myself, uh, to kind of do a little scouting report on what their local comics, their local books, uh, shelf looked like, because as you know, I wrote a book called Kill Collins. And it takes place mostly in a record shop. And I was curious of, of kind of what their process might be to uh, to see if I could get my book, you know, somewhere in, in the shop. Yeah. And so it was the craziest coincidence that in a completely other state at a convention with a thousand other tables there yeah. that I just happened to walk up to this one. Right. Have a great conversation with this person who literally was like oh yeah just bring it by like that sounds that sounds great like we'll we'll get you sign a little piece of paper and then we'll just have it displayed i was like cool you are (laughs) fucking kidding me like this is crazy yeah and so we talked for a little bit longer had a really great conversation um and then fast forward uh to this week i went over by criminal this week and uh, gave them a few copies of my book so um hopefully by the time this episode is out I will have made a post uh, about, hey, go check out my book. It's at Hero, or it's at, it's at Criminal Records uh, in Little Five Points in Atlanta. But at this point, I'm just waiting to hear about confirmation that it's that it's up now. But cool. um, hopefully, by the time this comes out, yeah. it will be up. Uh, but that's that's so awesome, just insane. <laughs> because it wasn't a Criminal Records booth. I think they have like a small publishing company. Yes, uh, that's um, that's the thing. Is that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, Akira runs their own small press where they, they publish uh, their friends' comics and mini comics and zines. Right. So, yeah, I had no idea <laughs> they were at all the related connection, to Criminal. Yeah, yeah it's, it really is a crazy. And it's like one of those small world moments that, you know, sometimes you just got to talk to people and see what happens because crazy stuff like that can happen. Um, so that's just one really cool connection that I, that I made that day. Um, I talked to another, a a few other people from other people making zines because that's something me and Brittany are interested in, uh, doing hopefully soon. Um, and, and people that make zines from what I can tell are the nicest people in the world and are just want to make other people make zines. 
And yeah. so I had a lot of great interactions. Um, I've even had a couple people already reach out to me personally about being a guest on S'more Stories, which is crazy. So cool. <laughs> that is like so insane. So hopefully we'll have a few. Level up. Yeah, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully in the future, in the very near future, we'll have uh, some some guests that I met uh, from that convention. Uh, which would which would be amazing. Um, and and then, yeah, you showed up for lunch. We got some great lunch, roamed around a little bit. If I remember yeah. correctly, you got some Hellboy books, which yeah, are awesome. because you carried them for me. They I did. Heavy, heavy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I did pop them in my backpack. Uh, <laughs> they were heavy. Yep. But I do own those books. Thank you and, for that. And now I'm glad that you own them because yeah. Hellboy rules. We always want to shout out Hellboy. Yeah. I won't post a link to Hellboy because it's, fucking Google it's it. Hellboy. It's Hellboy. <laughs> Hellboy's awesome. So the one note, uh, I want to make from Saturday is when I was down there for about an hour. Uh, there's a a guy that we've I, we've gone by his booth every every year. Uh, he's a, a Charlotte native, mm-hmm. uh, a guy named Dustin Harbin, uh, who's just an incredible illustrator. He does a bunch of like illustrations for different uh, different businesses in Charlotte, uh, breweries, uh, the comic shop. I know there heroes aren't hard to find. Who who hosts this convention mm-hmm. or uh, puts it on and he kind of just does all these little sort of diary books and, and all that stuff. So for years, just loved his stuff. Um, so we swung by his booth. I just wanted to see, you know, if he had, you know, something, uh, latest. I kind of, every, every year I look for like the latest one. Um, and he consistently has like a new mini comic each yeah. year. Yeah. He's just like self-publishing. He doesn't really do like typical, you know, 24 page regular size comics. Right. But his style is so distinct and clean and satisfying. Yeah. And he's also the nicest dude in the world. Yeah. So we always look for an excuse to talk to him. Yeah. (laughs) So this year, I I hadn't done this before, is is I uh, walked up to his booth and I saw a little sign for commissions. Um, Can you explain to a listener what what commissions might be? Yes. Yeah. So um, uh, most artists, a lot of artists at the show or just in general comic artists uh, will, will... do commissions where you pay them to draw something, you know, if it's your favorite character or, uh, I don't know, some of them do like recreations of like famous comic book pages, that kind of stuff. It so can be, it can be anything generally. Right. Yeah. So I've gotten one commission before. Um, uh, my lovely wife, Lizzie surprised me, um, with a commission by Daniel Warren Johnson years mm-hmm. ago, uh, kind of when he was first sort of starting to, gain that recognition i'd, I'd followed his his uh, web comic space mullet for a mm-hmm. while i absolutely loved his stuff he he started um working on a book called ghost fleet but loved his stuff and and kind of growing up read this book series um called the edge chronicles and there's a creature in it that me and my siblings just absolutely I won't say a fascination with we we developed I would. a uh, I would say a fascination <laughs> a very just like kind of this crazy creature something about it was horrifying and and kind of uh very interesting and so so we kind of gra- grasped onto it and you know we make jokes about it we have all these inside jokes about uh this creature called a rot sucker mm-hmm. um and it it traps creatures basically in a in a nest melts it down with acid and then and then sucks it like a uh, sucks the inside out like a Capri Sun, basically. Yum. Right. So um, it's like a, just a gnarly fantasy creature. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Super gnarly. I haven't so. even read the Edge Chronicles, but I've known you and your brothers for so long now that I feel like I have. Yeah. 
And I also <laughs> feel like I know Rot Suckers as well. Yeah. And I've also seen the commission uh, that yes. Daniel did. And it's incredible. It's, it's gnarly. So cool. Yeah. But so years ago, that was the first and only ever commission I've gotten. Um, and now Daniel's commissions are and, much more expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, is, he has gotten much more well known since then. Yeah. Um, so it is a prized possession. For sure. I've always dreamed and I've, I know we've had conversations of, okay, who else... Because something about this creature, I just want to see drawn in, in different styles by different artists. Trad would be insane. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, to see just the intricate detail um, of it. It's, it's almost like a bat-like creature, mm -hmm. um, basically. A very large bat mm -hmm. is for, for anyone who, who wants to picture this thing. So um, so I've dreamed about getting commissions of uh, from, from various people of rot suckers which is just a such an odd ask hey you, you do you man <laughs> like <laughs> no judgment here uh so um uh i saw his little commission sign pop up and you know i typically spend a lot uh or a a, a fair portion whatever money i haven't spent on day one for trades mm -hmm. i spend the rest on saturday yeah and um Maybe with a little extra for Sunday, but since I wasn't there Saturday, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I got money. To <laughs> I'm blow. gonna get a commission. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so uh, uh, requested a rot sucker from Dustin Harbin. Uh, absolutely awesome. Uh, loved it. Ended up collecting it on Sunday, but mm -hmm. that was the highlight of my Saturday. Yeah, was kind of having this conversation with him. It was very fun because he's like, "What is?" what is this thing? <laughs> and then you of. just have to explain what yeah. a rot sucker is. And right. then he's like, okay, okay, <laughs> cool. But he was like very happy about it. Like he, yeah. he, uh, you know, was asking the right questions, I think. And, uh, we talked about fantasy books <laughs> for a while yeah. as well. Like yeah. it was a, a great interaction overall, I would say. Yeah, for sure. It was and, awesome. And then, so, so before we get to kind of the, the con, the last day of the con on Sunday, uh, we should say we went, after the con on Saturday, we went to go meet up with Allison. Yeah. Allison Kendrick, of course, from one of my most recent episodes of, of S'more Stories. Uh, we met up with with her at, what, what, do you remember what the place? Doesn't matter. Uh, Sabor. Sabor, uh, where we got some delicious. Uh, arepas. Arepas, yeah. Uh, Incredible. And uh, yeah, so that was awesome. We, uh, I met, this is maybe my first like in-person internet friend meet. Yeah. I'm late to the party. I've never done this before. Yeah. But Allison's amazing. Obviously, we we have gotten to know each other through through the podcast, through interacting, through D and D stuff. Yep. Uh, but it was really cool. It, her podcast, her podcast as well. ADHD twenty. Oh, uh, nice synchronicity there. Yep. That was good. Um, their Discord, kind of just interacting on there. Um, and yeah, it was Tur awesome. Turns out she's just as great in person as she is uh, online as well. So yeah. uh, that was an incredible experience. And then she was gracious enough to invite us to go hang out with her and a couple of her other friends. Uh, at a local brewery, which we yep. also had a blast with, and you assured me, you're like, hey, my back is feeling okay. Yeah, I don't want you know to to you know, I I did not want you to to push it too too hard right. and and you know truly fuck up your back. Yeah. Um, but you reassured me, you're like, I'm feeling okay. Yep. And so I'm really glad that we did. We got to go hang out with with not only Allison but her her three friends that were in town from from Brooklyn. Four uh, heroes. Four specifically four heroes. So they were one of us. They were yeah. nerds and and passionate about heroes and comics. And so yep. we got to make new friends, but also talk about comics and stuff. Yep. And another really uh, cool thing that we saw while we were kind of walking around this uh, this this brewery, uh, we were like, oh, this art 
is familiar. And then one of the people that we just met were like, oh, yeah, Dustin Harbin did all the art for this yeah. brewery and many breweries around the city. And I was like, no fucking way. And so we kind of looked closer at the art and we're like, yep, that's, that's 100% <laughs> his style. That arm is a Dustin Harbin arm, you oh. know? And so kind of cool to see that after you had already commissioned him for yeah. this rot sucker right. to see that hours before exactly yeah. <laughs> like this guy is a, a local legend in yeah. charlotte so great so great and and i think it's just it was just such a pleasant interaction uh to to meet fellow friends again you know yeah. like that are in a completely different state just in town for for a thing that we have in common and hopefully now we'll stay friends yeah because they were cool they're really cool um and then yeah sunday rolls around Last day of the con. Uh, safe to say we're all like b exhausted. <laughs> like yeah. by the third day, you're just tired. I don't even have a bad back. I was just tired yeah. <laughs> generally. I mean, carrying that many comics on your in your backpack for, you know, it's, it's, days. It's, is... it's tough. My shoulders had started to hurt a little bit for, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> but Sunday is, is a great day still because not only are we getting the chance to talk to a few artists and, and writers that we didn't get the chance to on Saturday – also at those uh, vendors, often they have even crazier sales than they had in the first two days, yep. like three for 10, three graphic novels for $10, like crazy stuff where it's like, I feel like I'm wasting money if I don't look, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> and uh, I know, I know you, since you hadn't had the chance to come to Heroes for a few years, had extra cash saved up. Yeah. <laughs> and so nobody was expecting you to spend all your money. I was expecting to spend all my money. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was kind of my goal for Sunday was to like spend it on a variety of stuff. Like I wanted to purchase stuff from um, from artists, kind of look through the sale boxes and, and kind of just get the whole variety of everything if I could. Yeah, yeah it was Sunday was a great day. Yes. Um, Your back was feeling better. Blessedly, my back was uh, in, in operating order. Yes. So we were able to spend... I think like four or five hours. Oh yeah, down on the show floor, which normally we go for two, maybe two hours, mm -hmm. and then we drive home. We just kept having right. kept having great yeah. conversations. Yeah. Um. So met a ton of, or I guess a lot of people we'd already met. Mm -hmm. I talked to um some great people. I think that was probably the biggest disappointment is kind of going through Sunday was like realizing, oh my god, I missed an entire day of this. This is I love this so much interacting with these people. And just having these conversations and, you know, even if it's as simple as like buying a sticker from someone, uh, like I was like, I got like two stickers throughout the whole weekend. Yeah. I feel like normally I get a bunch. Sure. Um, or, you know, buying books and and, and, and all that. The, I guess the benefit was the few people I did talk to, I was like, you know what? Let's I'm get just going to go all in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to, can I get one of this and this and this? <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that. Like, I love that you were like, we had a lot of great conversations on Sunday with yeah. a ton of different people. Yep. Um, hopefully we'll, we'll kind of get to name some of them, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's always nice to be like, oh my God, this is a great, like 10 minute long conversation. I would, I would love to purchase something from you, whether yeah. it's just a sticker or a zine or a t-shirt a t-shirt or like, there's like most of the time yeah. they have something that is generally within your your range and yeah. when you have a little bit of extra money you're like yeah i want to i want to support these people but also i want to get some cool stuff yeah as well like you got a couple really cool shirts um we there's a screen printer that's always there each year i didn't yeah. wind up getting a shirt this year uh there were just too many books i had to get you know yeah. but 
I always want to. Yeah. <laughs> and so you got you got a, a really, really cool design as well. Screen print it there at mm-hmm. the booth, which is super cool. I love watching uh, it. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, one of the people that I had the chance to speak with uh, that I'm a huge fan of was uh, a cartoonist named Jim Rugg, who's done yeah. a ton of really cool comics. He, he does a lot of DIY zines. Uh, he's posted videos on YouTube of like how he does his zines, which are really, really helpful. Such a big fan. He, he does a comic called Street Angel um, among his many, many, many things that he does. But that's kind of the big one that I always love. And so I talked to him for a little bit, asked him a few questions about publishing and, and printing and DIY type stuff because he's he just knows his stuff. So ha, ha, got some good advice from him. And he also pointed me in the direction of a table um, a couple alleys down uh, called the Know Nothing Magazine. Uh, he was like, yeah, these guys publish a, a zine every single month. So it's really consistent. Check them out. Really cool stuff. Um, and, and of course, entrusting Jim Rugg, I went over there and then I dragged Seth over there with me yeah. <laughs> as well. Um, and literally, I, he literally knocked me out and dragged me over by his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm really glad that we did because because we had like a really long, great conversation yeah. with them. Uh, Very cool people. They were really nice, weird in the best way, yeah. like the pleasant kind of weird where you're like, I'm going to always remember that conversation for the rest yeah. of my life. That was so weird, but it, it, in, in a really fun way. Yeah. Um, we got to purchase a few uh, zines from them, kind of talk through how they did their zines, which was really cool because like like I've said many times already, I want to do this. I want to uh, publish a zine myself. And so it's super inspiring getting to talk to to really nice people um, about stuff like that. Maybe, maybe I'll partner with them down the road for some stuff, maybe submit an essay or a short story or something. Cool. Um, I, it's definitely a contact that I want to reach out to and, and connect with more yeah, and also sure. just highlight them because they have a lot of cool stuff and I'm excited to, to read the zines that I got from them. Very wacky, very wacky. Kinda, yeah. My kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, to trail off of that, mm-hmm. an- another person that we've interacted with years past has a, or works for a print Yep. Shop, basically. Yep. In Chattanooga. Yeah. So all of their stuff is super uh just I mean, the best stuff. So it's called it's called Fine Okay Press. Mm-hmm. Uh Find is their name. Mm-hmm. Find Hamilton? I think so. I think it's Find Hamilton. I think so. Um, so they have you've talked to them before. Oh yeah. Many times. Uh, they're, they're years great. ago mm-hmm. about, you know, uh printing and, and uh kind of I don't know if you got into like paper or you were making buttons at one point too. Oh yeah. I got a, a, a tutorial in button making from, yeah. from uh, Fend and it was really, really helpful. This yeah. was like years ago and we have made, made a point to talk to to them at their table every single time we can, because like many of the cartoonists, they always have something, have something new, always fun to, to chat yeah. and just kind of get to know them as well. And uh, we also saw a comic that they're working on that takes place in Atlanta. Yep. Which is always cool. Yeah, because I used to live in Atlanta mm-hmm. before Chattanooga. Yep. Um, but talking about weird interactions and stuff, I always I felt so at home interacting with Finn mm-hmm. because like just the like uh that anxiety or like awkwardness that I have. What was like what anxiety and awkwardness? <laughs> just reciprocated, but in the best way <laughs> where we were literally commenting on it. Uh, and it was, <laughs> I was, ta- I remember I was talking to it, to a, a nearby table during this while Seth was talking to Finn. Yeah. And so it's hilarious to know that you guys were just talking about how weird each other were. How we were. Yeah. How weird our interaction was. It was, it was so perfect. And all of like, I mean the best 
stuff mm-hmm. at the show, hands down, production wise, like the feel of like the paper, everything at that booth. Oh, was just absolute top of the line, yeah. beautiful, just fantastic. So I ended up getting quite a few things. Oh yeah, you got that. a bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah. from Fend. Which yeah, and, and so cool. What's great about uh, the Fine OK Press? Uh, they pop up all over the place, like. That, oh, they yeah. go to all yeah. the conventions around, uh, and since they're in Chattanooga, they'll pop up at like Dragon Con, yep. most other places as well. So if you happen to go to a convention and, and come across Fine OK Press, go talk. Like yeah. they've got tons of great stuff. Yeah. Uh, literally like buttons, stickers, mini comics, yep. full size comics, uh, prints. It's 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 the full calendar. Calendar, yeah. Calendar, and and like Seth cool. said, like the quality on it is top notch like it feels good for being you know completely self-published diy uh and that kind of quality is rare there's something (laughs) very yeah just like visceral is that the right word of like holding a book like i don't know it's just this feeling this Mm -hmm. like excitement yeah of like okay this is just lovely it's well. You're also realizing you're like, oh, I'm I'm among my people. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah, well, yeah. you're like, this feels right. Yeah. <laughs> Just like having a great conversation and then being like, I want to take your art. Like I want to give you money for your art. Yeah. And then it's just, oh my god, this is such a nice interaction. And Finn is just the friendliest. Oh, so nice. Yeah. So nice. every single time. Every time. So so incredibly pleasant. Um. And and you that same can be said for like ninety five percent of the people that we talk to. Like. Yeah. For occasionally sure. we'll maybe come across somebody who like had a rough night or something and yeah. is like just tired doesn't really feel right. like talking to somebody most everybody is so cool yeah and i think we just have to remind ourselves of that like right. i know the first day we always get anxious both of us being like mm-hmm. i don't want to talk to anybody i just want to scrounge yeah i just want to scrounge and then by the day two we're like okay I think we're, we're like ready we're like peering or just like <laughs> look i see them over there they're so far away yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe tomorrow we'll talk to them <laughs> And by the time we're we're doing it Saturday, we're like, we're like this is yeah. great. Like we should have done this earlier. Yeah. But I do love our our formula for for a successful convention. Yes. And I think I think this year we did as good as we could have possibly done. As good as your back let you do. Yeah. Because you 100%. got a wide variety yeah. of cool stuff. We had our final counts uh, a few days after we got back back got back home, and you had a ton of ton of just different stuff yeah like you had a bunch of singles you had a bunch of uh mini comics you had a bunch of trades we both had a bunch of trades yep. uh shirts you know a stickers. little bit of everything stickers yeah it's a calendar you did buy a calendar from fend okay yeah. nice it's 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 from the atlantic Comics. so there's like marta is like in the calendar and stuff i, I was like that. oh this is i feel like i have to get this <laughs> you, you picked up your commission from dustin harbin yes which was just awesome can I post and, that as yeah, well? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Send me send me a little picture of that. Because yeah, um, yeah, it's it's awesome. I love his rot sucker. I'm not even a rot sucker guy. No, you're not. No. But it's so good. Um, I did uh, get the chance to uh, speak with Trad Moore, uh, who we mentioned earlier. Who yep. uh, we we go way back. He used to know my brother Colin, former guest of S'more Stories. Again, former guest. This is a small world. Maybe Trad will be a guest at some point. I can only hope. No. I'm gonna throw it out there. I would love that. He's a little busy. He's a little but... bit busy. He is. I don't. Arguably, like one of the best artists in the world right now. Like, I don't. It's hard to compare him to anybody. And right. but he's incredibly nice, incredibly cool, really gracious. Like always, like yeah. gives everybody Super that talks to him the with, time yeah. to talk to him. Um, and so asked me what I was up to, which I was not prepared for. <laughs> I was like, what? 
And most, yeah, most. Like, of the time, how do I answer that? <laughs> I'm standing here talking to you, Trad. <laughs> yeah, most of the time, it's like uh, he had a he had a very long line most of the weekend, and then on Sunday we were like, it's a short line. I'd love to at least say hi. I wanted to yeah. give him a copy of Kill Collins because yeah. his his work is very inspirational to me, and I just wanted to let him know and and give him a copy anyway. And he's always really nice, and so we stood in line for a little bit, get up to him again, the nicest human being. Yeah, it was so incredibly cool. Uh, really gracious when I gave him a copy of the book. Um, and then, yeah, he's like, and and you, what are you, what are you doing? And pointing to Seth and Seth out loud says, I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't just write a book. I don't, I don't have something to hand you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thankfully, I was like, Seth is a professional DM. Yeah. You, you, you steered me through that pretty, pretty expertly. So thanks. Cause you do cool things and you, I like talking about the cool things that you do, but uh, it was a funny interaction. Yeah. <laughs> Either yeah. way. It's like, it's one of those things where as soon as the, the question was proposed, everything left my head and I was just like, well, shit, where well, do I go from here? I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I probably would have just stared at him for about 30 seconds until I thought of something. Thankfully, again, like he is so nice. Yeah. That it was just laughed it, about it. It wound up being yeah. a great conversation yeah. and, and I was always happy to talk to him and give him a copy of the book and, you know, just, just say hi and say thank you for for making some cool stuff. Um, and that was probably like the the biggest name person that we spoke with. Yeah. Um, just from sheer uh, like line length for the entire right. weekend. We didn't get to Daniel. Daniel we didn't get Johnson. to Daniel. Uh, he truly had a really long line the yeah. entire weekend. And we would love to talk to him because yeah. he's really incredibly kind yeah. <laughs> as well. Same as, yeah, Trad. Like he's super, super nice, super cool dude to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, very, very busy, very, very busy, <laughs> incredibly, incredibly yeah. busy. Um, so yeah, I would say, I would say Sunday was just a, a, a unexpectedly great day. Like normally our Sundays are pretty short. Like we're tired. Yeah. We kind of are like, we'll get some stuff and then head out. Right. But yeah, we wound up having like conversation after conversation after conversation with really great people. Yeah. When, when you met Ro, Ro Lamb at his table, he dragged us over to another table to be like, Hey, I want you to meet my, this new guy I met. Yeah, and then Donnie. we had a, another great conversation with a guy named Donnie. What was? Do you remember his last name? Don't. We'll, don't, we'll look it up. I don't up. know if I even got his last name. <laughs> he had some really cool stuff, though. Yeah, very um, cool. And just it's just like, like a Kickstarter comic um, that looked amazing. Honestly, yeah. the art was incredible. And and those kind of interactions are so like organic and nice because mm-hmm. it's like you just met Ro, who was who is a connection of this podcast, and then he's like, "No, I want you guys both to go meet this buddy of mine that I just met," and then we get to find out maybe he'll be a guest on the Four Stories podcast or yeah. we'll kickstart his comic or like purchase something from him. And yeah. like that kind of interaction was so nice and, and pleasant yeah. to just have like creators connecting each other. Um, and I think this was the first year and kind of our time of coming here that we were like, it felt like we were making meaningful connections right. with people that, yeah. you know, hopefully aren't just fleeting like one person a year type you know, message or something. Yeah. But like actually like making friends and making connections and, and networking and uh, in this world. And I think we've just gotten more confident Yep. in general, like you with your, with your DMing and working with people online and meeting people like for the first time to, yeah. to do creative things with. Although I think I did after four years, we had a, a an example of, uh, I did regress a little bit briefly when when we approached the first person we talked to, this is this is an ongoing thing, right? So I, I in in years past walk up to a booth to a table and I just go hello, 
like in the most in bombastic that kind of like <laughs> probably just like uh scared i probably have scared a few people like I'm sure they're not it's used to like, that oh, volume shit. yeah like they're just sitting there drawing like working on a commission or something oh god um and so i've dialed that back over the years sure uh i think to a degree um unless i forget myself like i did we we walked up to andrew mclean booth first <laughs> Very first, and I just fell into that old habit. I was like, "Hello," <laughs> and I think you just started laughing or something. <laughs> I was like, "I couldn't, I couldn't fully say anything, yeah, because it caught me by surprise." <laughs> and at that point, it's like, "I don't. This is a bad. This yeah. is a bad one." And thankfully, Andrew was obviously like cool yeah. and a great conversation. Yeah, but uh, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I didn't realize nope. you had just forgotten. I, I, you just didn't forgotten. Realize I was doing it until after it had already happened. <laughs> Until it's already coming out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Sometimes it still slips yep. out. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, hello, it, young hobbits. Is that, the, is that the line? I don't think so. Is it? It's not young hobbits. You're not even a real fan, dude. I, I, I want to. I would love at some point to table again at heroes yeah. or maybe another like smaller uh, c- convention at some point. Um, and then be on the other side and hear somebody say that to me. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'll pay someone to, to walk up. To oh, I would love it. that. Yeah. I would, I would be so excited. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Overall, like from your four year absence, yes. how was it being back? It was awesome. It was honestly, Saturday was a little discouraging. Sure. Um, but ultimately, uh, just kind of thinking back on it, taking a moment and being like, oh shit, I'm actually, I was able to come last year. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Right. I can't, I can't even like walk around my house without, you know, having to like lean on a wall or something. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so like to be able to go, even if it wasn't, you know, as, as, or as it was before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where I kind of had to take a break day and, you know, I took a shitload of medicine <laughs> as I was going. Oh, yeah, you were loaded up. Uh, at one point, I was on some muscle relaxers. <laughs> and my lips were tingling <laughs> while I was talking to somebody. Like, looking back on it, I was like, okay, well, well, at least I've come a long way. Like, I'm making progress. Oh, yeah. So, um, as far progress. as the show goes, like, I mean, Sunday was just... Oh, such a joy because mm-hmm. I think you said this uh, 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 earlier on, but but you know having that Friday where we go and just buy a ton of shit for so cheap and just like finding all this weird or just kind of like indie obscure stuff or you know uh, coming across a, a a comic that we you know it was literally like just dropped like a month ago or something and you're like oh my god this is only five dollars okay gotta get it uh, yeah and then getting so excited yeah like dude look yeah <laughs> like we're like, like right 10 feet away like yeah nice way to like, go oh shit if you find another one of that <laughs> grab it for me it's that you're right that is so fun it's yeah. the best it's awesome but it's such a different feeling mm-hmm. like both are so satisfying yep but just like the interacting with people and just i don't know talking comics and zines and printing and and all this this stuff it's just so cool Mm -hmm. it's just and and i think it has over the years become even cooler because it's like each time i don't know because we're growing up maturing whatever like having 
we're old. Yeah. Yeah. Officially. We can have like legitimate conversations with people that we just met mm-hmm. or, you know, have they've talked to hundreds of other people already. And I'm just like, it's so impressive, you know, looking at it from that side yeah. of like, wow, they've they've had this conversation or conversations like it just nonstop all day. And just the the enthusiasm that everyone brings to it and all that is just super impressive and and very I don't know. It's just it's just like a delight. Like yeah. it's it's so fun from an atmosphere point of view because everybody is excited to be there. Yeah. Like I don't think we've ever seen like a conflict. Right. Like I, I truly like I can't think of a time where I saw like somebody complaining. Right. Or somebody like being upset about anything. Yeah. It's truly like every to everybody seems like they're having the best time. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing that's like reminiscent of other cons where it's just people slinging shit is like the Funko yes. booths, right? Yes. You there see are a bunch a of Funko few. Pops. Yeah. But we just walk right past those yeah. generally. Because this isn't like a, a Dragon Con or like a, a, yeah. a wizard world where it's like uh, like 90% Funko Pops. Yeah. Like there are a few booths that do have a bunch of them, but like they are few and far between at a convention yeah. like this. And so they're easily avoidable, right? which is great. And I feel like there are even more and more vendors now that are you know just like like uh we met someone who was just casting their own dice making these gigantic chunky dice um that were super cool Mm -hmm. and kind of doing all this other stuff like like there are still those those bigger vendors and the funko vendors and all that but i feel like there are more and more just kind of creators on the vendor side as well who aren't necessarily working on comics right so they aren't an artist alley Mm -hmm. or uh that kind of thing but they are there are they are still creating things they're still kind of um working in that sort of creative realm which is just awesome to talk to it as well it's so fun like you you find artists of all kinds you know i, I walked past a, a artist in uh, an artist alley a table in artist alley that had like wire figures oh yeah that just looked crazy like yeah. of like iconic characters right that made out of wire it's just like stuff like that is cool to see. Am I going to necessarily spend money on it? No, not here. But if I was rich, maybe. Yeah. Like it's fun to see. It's fun right. to like at least explore that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it doesn't always have to be comics. But at a place like Heroes, it just happens to be like mostly yeah. comics, which I love. So focused on it. That so is, focused. It's just something so pure about it. And and it was, it was great just meeting people this yeah. year. I think like I think like you said, like we're getting older. We're getting more comfortable in our own skin. And uh, I'm excited Comfortable being weird. Yeah. Like just knowing who we are. Uh, and yeah, we're weird and awkward and sometimes we'll greet people in weird ways. And that's, <laughs> that's okay because they're also weird. Sometimes we, we plural. <laughs> are you looping yourself into that? <laughs> I'm including myself out of solidarity. Okay. Cause I assume I'm probably pretty weird most of the time too. I'm just guessing. Um, <laughs> and so like it makes me even more excited about future years because I don't ever want to not go to heroes. Yeah. Like this is what, this is like something that we look forward to every single year. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm now I'm going to start saving up all my cash again for next yep. year so that I will have a budget for next year. Start dropping it in the drawer. Mine's a, or, I'm not going to say where I keep my cash because I don't ooh. trust anybody here. <sighs> well, I, I it's somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's in my, my nightstand. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so listen, if it's gone, I know who took it. Finley. No. Your dog. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care about money. That's true. She's cool. Unless it has peanut butter on it. 
then she cares greatly about money actually <laughs> and she loves money um so so as we're recording this we are uh, about a week removed from yep. from the convention itself uh I, I think a good thing to to maybe end on is uh something that i realized when when we got back uh, after a couple days i was like man it sucks being back in the real world <laughs> like i forgot like i had such a great time and it was like such a different dimension yeah. it felt like just to disconnect just to be like a- away from like the real world yeah that coming back was like genuinely hard yeah like i don't know about if if that was just yeah. me or if you had a similar experience but like i like on uh well, i was lucky enough to have monday off of work for juneteenth um and then tuesday was working from home which my job is not that hard i don't need to go into details but like uh i i had like almost a panic attack in the morning i was like yeah this like I feel overwhelmed, like and nothing even right. wrong was really happening with my with my job. Yeah. It was just like I like it felt wrong. Like yeah. I had had such a great time that weekend and it was just like I need to like go cuddle with Brittany for a while. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just need to ease back into the, the world. I don't know what it was. And I'm not yeah. a very anxious person in general, but like yeah. something about that was just like the disconnect of like having the the best time. Yeah with you and having and books and other artists and all that stuff. And then back to like my boring job that is not any of that stuff. Right. was like, yeah. damn. Yeah. What a juxtaposition. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and like, I have had a great conversation about it with Brittany. We talked about it, you know, yeah. and uh, I think I was just anxious generally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, that doesn't take away from the experience that we had at heroes. Like it was such a, a great weekend, had a blast. And then yeah, now I've mostly recovered, yeah. <laughs> and I'm and I'm back to like enjoying my easy job, right? For what yeah. it is, there was definitely a recovery period for me, for sure, as well. You said uh, before we started recording uh, yesterday, you finally started to feel your back started to finally oh, feel yeah. kind of back to normal. Yeah, 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 back yeah. to its diminished <laughs> position, <laughs> back to where it was before. Heroes. Yes, exactly. Um, Which hopefully yeah. will just continue to continue, get better yes. and better and better. So and that- next year. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be freaking Bi- a bionic uh, man over yeah. there. I'm gonna I'm gonna be strolling around that con with fifty pounds of books in my backpack. Not even rolling. Not even rolling. <laughs> on my shoulders. On my shoulders. <laughs> and Saturday I will be in bed from <laughs> <laughs> all day. All day. <laughs> we I mean, I think this was a good a good uh run for you either way. I think it was successful. Yep. Even if you your back on Saturday was was a little bit not as ideal as yeah. as we wanted, I think it's good. It was it was a good test, kind of exactly, uh, or or kind of pushing. Uh, you know, I'm hopefully it'll kind of lead to a faster recovery yeah. from here. You know, by mm-hmm. by strengthening those muscles. They they were just angry at me in the moment, but they were mad. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think there's not much more we necessarily have to say about the con itself. We love Heroes Con. I think if you are at all interested and have not been, and you're in Atlanta, it's an easy drive. It's yep. like three and a half hours. Yep. Charlotte's a cool city. There's great food. We got a lot of great recommendations from Allison. Yeah. Uh, and and okay. it's just a great convention, a great atmosphere. Buy books. You, it's a cheap convention as well. Like you can get a three-day pass for 50 bucks, yep. which is unreal. Awesome. Like the, no other convention is is like that. And it's a big one too. It's not it's not a tiny, tiny experience. Yeah. Um, so we, we truly can't recommend it enough. But I do think uh, in keeping with the comics theme – I think our story spotlights should be uh, kind of either maybe stuff we've already started reading from our collection, from our hall, or stuff that we're excited about reading necessarily as well. Sure. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah. 
Okay. <clears throat> I've read one book since we uh, returned, um, and so I'm going to talk about that real quick. It is called Sweet Paprika mm, by yes. Mirka Andolfo, who is yeah. an Italian uh, artist and writer um, who is just really talented, and, and she's kind of popped up in the last few years. Um, and uh, Sweet Paprika is kind of her creator-owned book. Uh, I think it's published through Image. Um, yeah. And it's very different from anything that I have really read in comics form. But I had heard good things about it, um, and I thought it would be fun to kind of start off this new collection of reading material with something outside of my general reading, you know, genre. Yep. Wise and and Sweet Paprika, I think, is best described as like a Sex in the City type <laughs> story uh, involving like very cute angels and demons. Yeah, that's the best way that's I know how to describe it. Like yeah. it's it's kind of a comedy. It involves sex. It's not afraid of like adult material it's definitely not like a porn book like it's yeah. a published you know comic book not that listen there's nothing wrong with porn but i think it's it, it was a really unique reading experience i had a good time yeah. I, I i don't necessarily know if i'll continue uh, continue in the series this is just volume one um but the art was fantastic the <clears throat> the writing and the the dialogue was translated from italian it doesn't necessarily feel that bad like it feels like this translation was probably pretty solid there's maybe a little bit of like wonkiness occasionally in the translation but yeah i can forgive that because i imagine translating is hard um and so i would recommend it i think it's fun especially if you are maybe new to comics but also happen to like sex in the city type stories uh check it out like it's 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 really interesting you got great art um and it's it's a unique perspective i think for for a protagonist for a story theme um and it's, so it's called sweet paprika i think it's yeah. a good one you know, i hadn't really thought about that like a translated book because in comics, the art, you don't need to translate the art. Right. So, you know, a lot of that storytelling will carry over directly. So mm -hmm. that's pretty interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. And I, I, it was something that I had started thinking about when I started the, the book itself. And I was like, this dialogue feels like just slightly weird. And I couldn't figure it out. I was like, Oh, she's Italian. Yeah. That's probably why. Yeah. Um, which means like, she's really successful, successful. She's had books translated in a bunch of different languages, which is great. So good yeah. for her. If you want to support, you know, uh, a really talented artist and writer. Writer, uh, check it out, Mirka and Dolfo. The other one that I'm currently reading that I definitely want to want to recommend is called Ghost Cage, written and drawn by uh, Nick Dragata, who is just a, a fantastic artist uh, and now writer as well. Yeah. Um, who uh, is kind of known for being the artist on the East of West comic series, uh, written by Jonathan Hickman, who we mentioned earlier, um, which I absolutely would recommend to anybody interested in comics or otherwise yep. east of west is an incredible story so with good. with incredible art from nick dragata as well and so um uh, and frank martin and frank martin yes yeah, uh, uh great colorist ghost cage is nick dragata's uh I, as far as i can tell writing debut and of course he's doing the art as well um and it's really cool because there is actually no colorist on this one it is black and white interiors uh which is awesome because it it is highly manga influenced, yeah. which most manga is, is black and white as well. And so yeah, his style generally pulls a lot from that kind of influence anyway. And so it's really cool to kind of let, to see him let himself dive into that genre a little bit. And I'm only about halfway uh, through, but Very it's cool. really cool. <laughs> like yeah. some of the, some of the pages are just incredible yeah. looking. So, so excited uh, Ghost Cage is that second one. Uh, Sweet Paprika is the first one. Two very different types of yeah. books that I figured, you know, I want to change it up. I want to change it up a little there. bit. So yeah. um, enjoy those. 
Uh, what about you? So the one thing I want to, well, I mean, there's so many, right? Um, so you, honestly, yes, I understand. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many. Uh, I am gonna story spotlight a book I have not read yet. Okay. So you know, maybe it's terrible. I don't think it will be. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it will be. Whatever it is, uh, it's called Chef's Kiss. Ah, yeah. Um, I spoke to the writer um, at Heroes, mm-hmm. uh, Jarrett Melendez. Uh, it's a book I'd seen on shelves before. Um, I'm trying to find like a. It's very bright colors. Like I, I remember seeing it on shelves as well. It looks awesome. Yes, it looks very cool. I'm trying to find like a little just snippet of what it's about because I don't actually know what it's about. Um, I just know that it has food involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love cooking. I love watching cooking shows. Yes, I love all that. And then talking to Jarrett, uh, found out that he was actually formerly a professional chef oh cool uh so um you know i'm excited to see the influence that has on a, a comic about a chef he said it's about basically this i, th- I think he's a new chef starting a, a job mm-hmm. and um has like a week to learn all the recipes or something it's oh, a nightmare um which he said you know is not realistic uh, but like it's just the concept of the book sure um, so I'm, I'm very curious to see how that is his sort of, um, experience in, in chefing will roll over into comics. I think it's, that's, that's fascinating. I love the idea of, obviously I think it's important for people to draw from their own worlds, uh, to create art, but I especially think it's cool that, that to pull from like a food culinary world, yeah. especially in comics, because that's not yeah. necessarily something that, uh, is explored really often in comics. I think the one that I can think of is Starve. You remember yep. Starve from back in the day? Yep. Got Starve. Uh, very cool comic. But yeah, food is, is is not necessarily like a general subject in comic yeah. books. And so you'll have to let me know. That sounds really yeah. cool. I actually, a few of the books I got <laughs> this year are food related because I was found one called Supper Club that the oh, cover yeah. just looked, it was just, a, oh man. Uh, Chef's Kiss also uh, came highly recommended from Fend from OK yes. Fine OK Press yes. as well. Yep. So so there was there was recommendations all around for Chef's yeah. Kiss, not just you, not just me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So very excited to read that. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and see what. Give me one more that you're excited to read about. Okay. Because <sighs> I know I know our listeners have have heard lots of uh, creators. Uh, and which, of course, those links will be available uh, in the show notes. But give another comic to maybe check out. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Mm. Also, I want to even it out. Mm. Two and two. Two and two. Fair enough. Okay. I'm I'm going to throw this one out there because we talked to this uh, creator as well, mm-hmm. Liana Kangas. I don't know. I think I just pronounced it that way because Kangaskhan. Pokemon. Sure. Uh, so Liana Kangas, her link uh, will be available is, yeah, she's, she's a cool artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a book about a cult. I, it was actually, it's a, it's another cooking book. I That's forgot true. that. Add another one to the list. And it's actually not in my spreadsheet because it was, I bought Single it in singles. Issues, yeah. Um, so that's why I, I was looking this over and I didn't see it. We've got a theme um, now for your, for your haul. Yeah. Very, very much food related, but yeah, it's about, I think a restaurant that the, that's like the underground of it is a cult or something mm. like that, um, which is very cool. I was actually going to um, recommend uh, another book she drew called She Said Destroy, uh, which just sounds cool. What a great title. I don't know anything about it. Mm. I just know that it it's okay. 
Yeah, and she Sounds was also great. really cool. We had a great yeah. conversation with her as well. Uh, and the way that she, uh, I think an interesting thing about her table, the way that she combined her single issues into like little packets yes, was so satisfying so and cool. cool. Uh, and the food one, she had like a burger wrapping, like a like the paper that you would see wrapped around like a a burger from like a classic. Oh, man. We're suckers so for, cool. for cool marketing stuff (laughs) like if if you can market your comic or your mini comic or your zine in an interesting way i think we're in no matter what yeah like it's it's so satisfying and fun and she was also just delightful to speak with anyway yeah Um, i also bought she said destroy (laughs) as well oh that's right so we'll both be reading that one uh eventually sometime in the next year hopefully (laughs) yeah very cool um yeah my rex i haven't read either of them so well you know you'll have to come back on and we'll talk about it yeah um, we, like we said, we have almost, uh, an overwhelming amount of reading material for the year. Yeah. Uh, and let's be honest, we'll probably lead into, ne- into next year thousand, as thousand well. Percent. So, um, I can't wait. I've already started diving in. Uh, I have a beach trip lined up in a couple weeks. Uh, I might be at the beach when this episode comes out. We'll see. I will be you'll, on the beach reading. You'll be reading comics. <laughs> that is my goal. I want to spend as much time as humanly possible. Just chilling, chilling on the beach reading occasionally getting in the water yeah. going for a walk love it coming back and reading read. some more <laughs> i read, cannot read, wait read. um but i think uh if we haven't convinced you uh that heroes is a good convention to check out uh stop listening don't be here anymore yeah just leave it's almost over anyway it's so almost over you might as well stop now might as well quit and if we have convinced you go check out heroes next year welcome to the club yeah we will see you there next year uh, maybe maybe we'll be tabling. Maybe we'll have some stuff to yeah. buy. Maybe we won't be. Maybe we will just be there as guests as well. There's no way to know yeah. at this point. But uh, we would love to see you there because hopefully we'll see some other fellow friends there again. Yep. Uh, maybe some new friends. Maybe some old friends. We've got options now. Yeah. We've never had friends before. <laughs> <laughs> what are these? So so unique. <laughs> Either way, any final thoughts? Nope. Me neither. Yeah. You have uh, been convinced of heroes because you're still listening and you've got some great recommendations to check out uh, of some cool comics of all different styles, which I think is important. So uh, that's all I got. Sweet. Stay toasty out there. Stay toasty out there, folks. S'more Stories is brought to you by the Indiesaurus Podcast Network, which is home to not just one great podcast, but tons of them. Maybe you're in the mood for a, let's say, a Hamtaro watch along podcast. How about a show that's doing a detailed deep dive into the famed Left Behind book series? Well, you're in luck with Ham Radio and I Survived the Rapture, just two of the many great shows on the Indiesaurus Podcast Network. And oh yeah, The Cellar Dwellers is on there too. Follow us on Instagram at Pod or Colby McHugh. I'll reach out on there for topics periodically, so be sure to submit your best and weirdest. And if you want to follow along with the episodes, feel free to send any stories you've written to smorestoriespod at gmail.com. Whether you want notes or just someone to put eyes on a story, send it my way. Music and lyrics by Evan McHugh, whose great songs can be found anywhere and everywhere. Go buy them. Logo design by Brittany Wyland, whose work can be found at mess.and.magic on Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone, and stay toasty.